everyone. Welcome to episode number three of Speaking Tangentially. I am Cecilia, also known as Sess the Plug, because I like to plug in numbers and get computing. Today, I have a very special guest with me. Macro Miranda. <laughs> um, all right, everyone. This is my mom, Macro Miranda. Hi, everyone. Hi. Do you want to t- tell everyone why you um, chose that name? I really am a fan of alliteration, and mm-hmm. I thought it had to be somewhat mathy. <laughs> but like, why macro? <laughs> um, it was either between macro or micro in my world. I just thought macro was better. Bigger, yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you know about macro things? Ah, you're really grilling me with the tough <laughs> questions. Already. Did you did you ever take like a macro econ class or anything in college? No, no. See, that's the weird thing is I never took any econ classes ever anywhere, and um, yeah, you're doing pretty well. Managed, managed to squeak it out. Did you take any math classes in college? <sighs> Yeah, I did. Um, I've taken two math classes in college, and one was for the purpose of getting me kind of like up to speed with a very basic level of math skills that I somehow managed to not have. Um, And, um, you know, but I could recite the heck out of a French poem. (laughs) So, just saying... um, I needed to take um, a kind of basic level math course when I first went. What was that called? To school. Ah, boy. It was supposed to be algebra, um, (laughs) I think. I did not do well in that (laughs) either. Um, Did, like, the class as a whole not do well? The class as a whole did not do well, and the class as a whole was comprised of other people who had previous... Um, kind of misadventures in math anyways so we were not a strong class in math but so that was one thing Um, and then I took a class in order to graduate Um, I think I I probably needed one more math and I wound up in a class that was actually really cool and this was um, with again with people that were kind of trying to skate through life without knowing much math. Right. And our final project um, was one that actually dad helped me with mm-hmm. um, where we created a computer program um, that was designed to add up the numbers on people's time cards um, because, as you know, at the farm, their employees punch a clock mm-hmm. and um, the numbers come out in hour and minute format yeah and so you punch in let's say you punch in at 7 45 a.m it says uh-huh. 07 colon 4 5 right and then let's say you punch out at 1 uh-huh. it doesn't say 1 45 it, it says 13, 13. right no, um and so we took those numbers and figured out a way to tell the program to do every um in punch and out punch and add that up and kind of set that aside and then take the next in and the next out and set that aside so that at the end of the work week, there would be all the numbers added up. Um, And you'd have a a tally. Now, of course, the time clock actually does that itself. Right. But there were many years when that didn't happen. Um, So that actually helped. It helped. Oh, yeah, it helped a lot. And um, we used it 
like right up until, I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago, dad wrote a better program. Um, mm-hmm. But that was cool. And I remember the book, our textbook that we had in that math class was a paperback book called The Last Math Book You'll Ever Need. And it just had like little handy tricks and ways to do things for people that sort of didn't actually even understand the whys and hows of math, but still like you would need to be able to balance your checkbook or you would need to do common things. Um, So I kept that book. I haven't kept a lot of college books, but I kept that. I thought I might need it again. Did you need it? I think I would have liked to. I don't know where it went. Yeah. But I definitely thought at the time that I would reference it again. And if I knew where it was, I probably would have referenced it. Yeah, yeah. But so has did that class and that textbook help you later, the things that you've learned, like, for other applications in the um, real world? No, I can't say that it did, except <laughs> except not in really in a mathy way, but just in a way that um, made me uh, possibly more confident to just sort of tackle things that I didn't think that I could and to figure stuff out. Um, but again, I have to say that that's, that's something that I, I felt like every time you have a, like a, something's really hard or it's a failure in one way. Um, it gives you an opportunity to strike back and Mm -hmm. try again and maybe not be a failure. Right. Yeah. Um, so what, in what ways in your your job right now do you do you use math and like I know that you make some things I do make some things and you have over the years but yeah um I mean you've you've been a pretty successful baker and making all those donuts cranking them out all the dozens oh yeah um and a successful musician also. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of math in that. And then also you make wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a lot of chemistry that goes into that that even I don't, under- I don't understand that you had to teach yourself a lot of. Yeah. Still teaching, still learning, still yeah. making mistakes and trying to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, yeah, so bakery math, pretty self-explanatory if you need to convert from one unit say something is in the recipes listed in ounces and you want to do it in grams or it's uh-huh. listed in um, like volume measurements like cups and ounces and you want to do it in weight yeah. um, and probably you know like 25 years ago it was harder because you didn't have the internet yeah. now you just and I use the conversions that you can easily find online all the time yeah and it actually makes your brain lazier oh for sure because you don't have to know like and if you don't have access to the little chart or the computer or you know even just your memory's not behaving well you have to go like oh my gosh how many ounces in a pound and yeah um but it's funny because you know sometimes people are like they'll call the they'll call the farm and ask for some sort of a volume measurement like they think they want to get like a couple of bushels of apples and we'll go like well do you know for instance how how many pounds you were thinking of because a bushel is it's a, quite a lot and they'll go like no like what is it like five or ten pounds like no that's not a bushel it's a lot <laughs> yeah and then just some things that seem out fa- out of you know 
outdated or old-fashioned or whatever, but it's trivia. You know, you never know when you might need to know how many pecks are in a bushel. Yeah. Which is... Hi. No. <laughs> How many? Come on, Apple Girl. How many? Four. That's so close. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so close. Yeah, but see, that's you gotta. Well, I know a pack is ten, ten pounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Um. Yeah. So with that, I do. So yeah, the bakery math. Is so so easy. Yeah. Um. And, like, if you're doubling a recipe and you have to, like, be careful. And yep. Yeah. Just stay away from that. <laughs> Lots of things that I do are for, um, like, just, like, scaling something up or scaling something down. Because, for instance, like, tripling the donut batch or tripling the, the batter, the recipe for making, um, a, you know, dough for pie dough. So that's so easy. That's just multiplying. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in the winery, we do use formulas mm-hmm. a lot, which again, like to a person with a quick math brain, like super easy. Yeah. It's just multiplication, like, like division, yeah. like addition, subtraction, so easy. Um, and once you've done it, like for, so for, for me that it takes me a little more kind of time and effort to yeah. like figure out mathy type things. But now that I do them, they're just like by rote. So I just memorize a formula, or I just look at the wall where I have it written on a sticky pad, yeah. and like read it off and do it out. Um, but there are some, you know, calculations and formulas that we use quite a lot when we're making wine with the fruits, other than grapes. For your listeners, we make wines with the fruits at the farm that are not grape wines, and yeah. so total side topic. But the reason <laughs> why wine is made from grapes and it is the way it is throughout history is because the grapes have the perfect amount of sugar in it as a fruit that yeah. when it ferments down it makes this like really delicious wine concoction that has a good amount of alcohol for a wine substance that we've all come to expect and it's the perfect ratio right there it's the perfect ratio yeah so if you don't have and and just as an aside the way that alcohol is created is when yeast eats sugar that converts to alcohol and there are byproducts that are created like carbon dioxide and dead yeast cells and stuff like that so part of what you're doing with winemaking is calculating out that that yeast to sugar ratio and and then there's like a cleanup effort to sort of either put in additives or take out things that would detract from the wine to get rid of like off flavors or you know protect mm-hmm. the wine from changing color or changing you know making it stable so i'm just getting around to saying that you do more math than you think because you have to add things into the wine or take things out of the wine in certain increments and a lot of that is based on whatever the chemical compositions are in the wine at that moment right. and it's always changing right. um cuz it's the things that chemical reactions are happening all the time and microorganisms are able to survive yeah. in a lot of environments. Um, so we just have to kind of constantly actually be doing calculations and staying um, vigilant with what's going on in those vessels of wine. And as you know, there's like lots of vessels 
with it's a lot. thousands of gallons. It is a lot. And yeah, <laughs> and it's it's valuable stuff and you can't once the season's over, whatever fruit season it is, you can't if you mess up a whole batch, mm-hmm. you can't go out and pick more cuz you picked them all. Yep. Um so it's it's really important that you get it right. Yeah, it's important that you get it right and then and also there's there's just I mean, people that have making been making wine a lot longer than I have, and that do it a lot better, will also, you know, will constantly be talking about like how hard it is, and and you know, complain and misery about the, their mistakes and right. <laughs> things that went wrong, and they like know so much more than we do. Right. Um, so yeah, it's sometimes it's not very encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's good wine because we get a lot of awards for it. But we do get some awards. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but I'm not 21 yet. But <laughs> I did just turn 18. Um, Congratulations and happy birthday. Woohoo. <laughs> yep. Um, so, having said that, I think that it's probably time that I should learn about some boring adult stuff. Um, and so, on this episode, I'm glad that I have my mom here to teach me some things mm-hmm. um and macro Miranda runs a business does all of the things cha-ching cha-ching <laughs> um successful business owner um and boss but um I believe that you wanted to teach me a little bit about sales tax well I'd be happy to give you the um very yeah quick and dirty <laughs> details on sales tax all right it's so it. it's actually pretty simple um in in massachusetts we're doubly blessed because we not only have sales tax we also have meals tax Woo-hoo. Yeah. yeah so um <laughs> sales tax is a thing that applies to it's a tax that is applied to items in massachusetts so states can have different sales tax rules uh-huh. But in mass, if an item is not um, edible yeah. or wearable, yeah. so if food and clothing are not subject, but if an item is not edible or wearable, then it is subject to a sales tax. And the sales tax rate can go up and down. <clears throat> right, it's never going to go down, but right now <laughs> it's, it's six and a quarter percent. So that's uh. 0.0625. Right. See, I mathed right there. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you did. I know. Um, so let's just say, like, and you, let's say Cecilia's store has the everything store. The everything store. And you are selling your little seashells that you've painted and decorated. Uh-huh. And they're a dollar a piece. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so let's say you have your little shop open all summer right. selling your painted seashells. And you've sold... 100 painted seashells. That's a nice number. They, yeah, we're doing this the easy way. Yeah. They cost a dollar each. Uh-huh. So how much money have you brought in on the seashells? A hundred bucks. A hundred bucks, yep. Yeah. And based on your knowledge of what a sales tax would be right. on that, how much do you now owe the state of Massachusetts? Whatever point oh six two five times a hundred would be so six, um, six dollars and twenty five cents. Yeah, six twenty five. Yep. Yeah. So then I would only end up getting 
ninety three seventy five. So yeah, so that's something that as a business person and your everything store, you need to think about. Do you want to roll the cost of the sales the 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 sales tax into the pricing of the item? Right. So if you don't want to lose that point oh six two five, uh-huh. you don't want to lose that six cents basically on every seashell. Yeah. <clears throat> then you need to make your seashells a dollar six or a dollar seven or whatever. Right. Yeah. And that way you don't actually lose any money. But that tends to irk the customers. And I know that. Yeah. Um, you know that. Yeah. yeah. From ringing them up. Um, it actually irks some customers either way because some customers are just going to be irked no matter what. Yep. <laughs> um, but if it's stated like this is a sales tax and so they know they're not paying you the six cents per se to keep, but it's going through your business to get to the state. So either way, you are now the person who has to, or you're the entity that has to take the money from the consumer and deliver it to the state of Massachusetts via your goods. And um, you have to uh, submit your, anyways, at our business, we have to do this every month. I pay the sales tax every month. and meals tax is just the same, except it applies to single serve items like a cider donut. Mm-hmm. And the fun thing about meals tax is that you get to collect that meals tax money on your single serve items, and then the money gets split up between the state and the town. The town gets the some town of it. The town gets some of it. So some towns... So Ipswich is our town, obviously. And Ipswich, at one point in recent past, um, voted to have meals tax be applied in our town. If uh-huh. Ipswich didn't pass it and didn't want it, then we would, ha- we would not have meals tax. So there are certain towns where you don't have to collect and pay meals tax. Yeah. Because the meals tax goes to your town. Uh-huh. And then the sales tax portion of it goes to the state. Yeah. So that's lovely. Right. Um, and so that's a 7% tax, actually. So, so on, is that the one why it's $1.07 for a cider donut? Exactly. That's okay. why it's $1.07 for a cider donut. And he'll explain to people the um, thing about the half a dozen, because that's interesting. I mean, all that I know is just that it's cheaper for the customers to buy half a dozen donuts um, rather than five donuts, but I don't I don't understand why is that because it's not no it's not like a single serve. Well, in thing? in general, um, half a dozen donuts was always cheaper than five to make a deal. Um, not necessarily a deal deal, but it was. But yeah, to yeah to get people just to get the half a dozen. Um, um, and so a half a dozen is six, um, and it's. Um, only $5. Right, $5. And if you were to do $5, I'm trying to do this out. What is it? $5 times... What? <laughs> um, no, five donuts at a dollar. Yeah. With the sales tax. So with, is that the um, 7%? Right, 7%, yeah. So it well, would wind up... Here's the thing. Okay, sorry. Backtrack. There's no sales tax on the half a dozen because it's technically not a single-serve item. 
So you can eat one donut. I mean, uh, maybe Massachusetts, whoever set these rules, doesn't know that people can easily eat a half a dozen cider donuts, yep. and they do, half of them while standing in line to pay for them. But yep. um, it's technically not a single serve item, so there's no meals. There's no meals tax on it. Um, the so the if you were to get a one donut, it's the dollar seven, uh-huh. and then you know you keep on adding seven cents for each donut. If you're getting five donuts, it would be five thirty-five, because that's a one serving item. It's a one serving item. It's a one serving item, and yeah, that's just so the way that it computes. That'd be one hundred seven times five, right there. Yep, yep. And so instead, we have the people get a half a dozen, and there's no sales tax, so they win. They totally win. Totally win. Though. They get that extra donut. Oh, darn it. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, so we could be selling our donuts still for just a dollar, but then that just is more confusing on our end, um, and we wouldn't we wouldn't be making a dollar a donut. We'd be making like ninety three cents a donut. Yeah, yeah, ag- ag- yeah, totally. And the thing is, it's confusing because like you know we have the point of sale system, and you just entering in the code for the donut, and the computer is told the price of the donut, and then it is told that this item is subject to a meals tax at this percentage. And we would have to tell the computer that the donut actually costs 93 cents. And then the sales tax, and then the meals tax would be applied. That's actually how it works with the wine tastings. We actually, when people buy their wine tasting through the CRE, the POS system, we're just eating the meals tax on that because the meals tax is applied to the wine tasting too. But when, so when people, we have to pay the meals tax on it, but I would prefer that people just pay $5 and they don't get all, you know, waked out about meals tax on it. Right. So we eat that cost. So all the wine tasting money over all the years, we're paying the meals tax on it. Mm-hmm. And I know this is actually, so who, if anybody's listening in there, a business expert, they would really <laughs> be shaming me right now because that's probably bad business. But Right. But, I mean, the, those are the kinds of decisions that you have to make, which, which things to, yeah. to just eat. Um, yeah, that's a cost of doing business. I, I think we look at it that way because otherwise you wind up people going, seven cents, why don't we get seven cents? And then it's just like, oh, sorry, I know, it's stupid. Just keep it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for teaching me about that. You're welcome. Um, yeah, and it was nice to hear all about the history of Macromarina doing math. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I yes, I spared you the painful beginnings, but yeah, mm, yeah. <laughs> but you made it with that that textbook in college. <laughs> Sounds like a cool textbook. I kind of want to check it out. I want to know what, like, all those things are. I know. And, like, how how much they explain each of them. You know what? It reminds me of, and I think this was before the doing such and such for dummies books. Right, right, Were right. popular, yeah. but it was probably along those lines. Something Maybe a little like more clever, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, anything else? No, I'm just, I'm thrilled that you have a wicked better math brain than I do. <laughs> I mean, I think anybody's anybody can learn whatever they want, but I think that at that time, all of your 
mental capacity was taken up by French poems. (laughs) (laughs) So much poetry. Yeah. So much pronunciation. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, now you got that nailed in. That's nailed in. That That is is not going anywhere. No, it isn't. No. No. I might forget the, what the words mean, but. Not the pronunciation. No, no, that's never going away. No. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, I mean, maybe you'll need to teach me all about the, the tips and tricks of French pronunciation. And teach all of my listeners. How about that? Oh, yeah. Let's do a French pronunciation podcast. We could do it. (laughs) Or we could just go through all of the, um. All of the numbers in French, so that way it's a math podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 What is seven thousand four hundred and twenty-five? That's an excellent question for next time. <laughs> <laughs> seven thousand. Yeah. Set me. Yeah. What is the rest of it? See, I forget the number. You I for said. me too. Seven thousand. Quatre cent. Four hundred twenty-five. Vingt-cinq. Yeah. Okay. There we go. There we go. Woo-hoo, wow. We did it. Phew. Teamwork. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Although I, there's a theme, I think, because probably naming like four-digit French numbers off the top of my head wasn't maybe one of my strong suits. Right. Even when I was good at And French. like I think that I probably, you as a senior and me as a senior, I, I was, even though you were better at French, I think I'm probably better at numbers in French. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I got the numbers down. You got the numbers, numbers down. Numbers are fun. I don't think I'm, I'm not necessarily thinking I was better at French than you are. I think you 100% were. Wow. Yeah. I knew more French poems. Verlaine. All right. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for being on this episode. Mm-hmm. Anytime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks mm-hmm. for having me. May see you again. Oh, yeah. Some, I don't know. Some more adult things. Grill me for other stuff I don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. And then thank you also to my lovely listeners. They are um, the best. I know. Dedicated listeners. Yeah. I think, like, my, like, data on the website says that I have, like, they estimated. This is some math stuff. They um, estimated how how many listeners I have, like my audience size. Yeah. Um, they're thinking like thirteen. What? Ooh, You're blowing know. up. I know. I know. I'm basically going viral. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I'm excited. Yeah. Shout out to all thirteen you guys. I have one listener apparently from France. <gasps> I wonder if it's Dion. Oh, bonjour. <laughs> Um, I don't know about that. But anyways, whoever's listening, thank you for listening. We love you. And we love you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, stay tuned for whatever episode is up next. Not sure what it will be about. There's so many things. So many things. No kidding. Oh, my gosh. It's like everywhere you go, there's something I could talk about. I know. It's snow. It's snowing right now. Well, it, there's snow on the ground. But... Yeah. All right. All right. Well, um, thank you again for being here, Macro Miranda. Um, and thank you again to my listeners. And see you next time. Happy mathing.